0: This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19, Vaccines and the Delta Variant. This is the third podcast. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unipoint Health St. Luke's Hospital. Today's podcast, I'm going to cover what we're seeing here in the hospital, as well as the recent developments with uh, vaccinations and the FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine. The current status of the hospital is, as of this morning, roughly 21 patients in the hospital, and uh, four of them are in the intensive care unit. It has been a steady three to four patients admitted each day with three to four discharges, and it's staying right around 20 at this juncture. We know that from wastewater testing, uh, the Delta variant is 100% of the virus that's in the community at this juncture. It doesn't appear to be any other variants, uh, particularly no alpha or lambda as the would be the next variant to be concerned about. The Delta variant does appear to have a greater degree of transmissibility, but but I also wonder now with the FDA and other regulatory bodies coming out with a recommendation to pursue a booster vaccination, uh, noting from some Israeli data that the Pfizer tends to drop or wane in its efficacy about the sixth to eighth month, and then a booster is required to uh, extend the efficacy or preserve the efficacy of the vaccine, that perhaps some of these Cases that we're seeing in the hospital are not really breakthrough cases as much as just the vaccine simply uh, lost its efficacy or its strength. Of uh, the ones that are admitted as of Friday, I haven't calculated it since that time, but three days ago, uh, roughly, um, it was uh, 17% of the admitted patients were fully vaccinated. Uh, and of interest, they're all about six months away from their second shot. So that kind of correlates at some level with the. Israeli observation of the that it drops in efficacy at the six to eight month marker following the second full vaccination. The FDA has recommended booster vaccinations uh, as I stated earlier and that uh, is effective either eight months from your second dose or September 20th. This certainly will present a logistical uh, challenge given uh, the booster as well as Uh, Vaccine, other vaccinations, particularly the flu shot that will have to be delivered and we are working on that here at the hospital to have the best uh, uh, plan in place prior to that to accommodate not only boosters but initial vaccines as well as influenza vaccination. Uh, The FDA on Monday of this week granted approval of the Pfizer product, Uh, previously it was operating under authorization, so you have authorization versus approval. The emergency use authorization uh, really means that this vaccine is safe, but we just need to get it to market and and have people take it because there is an emergency, and that's indeed what they're doing. But then there's a whole approval process that that, that uh, is gone through that vaccines take, and that's why it takes a while. And uh, the Twitter universe will say that it was rushed, and I don't find that to be true. Uh, they did finally finalize their data of 44,000 patients. Uh, that demonstrated the safety and efficacy, and that it was a reasonable vaccine to have on the market. Uh, Moderna has also applied uh, for that and is in the process. When that will occur, I don't know. It's whenever they applied and uh, the relationship to the processes it takes, but it probably by the end of the year. And then uh, Johnson and Johnson, the uh, adenovirus vector vaccine, has not requested to have approval and is still operating on emergency youth authorization. I did find it interesting that the FDA approval went down to 16 years of age and 12 to 15 is still under emergency use authorization. I think that has to do with they didn't have 12 and 15 year olds in their uh, study of the 44,000 patients. I've uh, only heard the press release and watched some uh, news uh, episodes regarding the FDA approval and some what I call uh, deletable emails that come from different uh, news journals. Uh, but uh, I, the Morbid and Mortality Weekly Report, which will come out Friday, uh, will have the details in there about that study. They'll be interesting to read at that time. I'm not recommending one vaccine over another. There's some of the anecdotal data in indicates that Moderna may be, uh, have a higher efficacy or work better than the others. Um, but... That's not been proven from the measurable events. Uh, and part of it may be that Pfizer was available first, particularly in Israel. They had a huge vaccination uh, program, and so we have good data from there. I think 70% of their population is vaccinated, and so we can draw conclusions, but it was all Pfizer. So Moderna, I think, in the end will be probably equal to Pfizer. They'll probably have the same sort of efficacy percentages. It's just one has been more exposed earlier. The vaccine is being now marketed under the uh, Comirnaty. Comirnaty, I think that's how you pronounce it. But uh, uh, that so that might be something that you'll see. I think it'll still be referred to as the Pfizer product. Will this FDA approval help with the hesitancy that people have had regarding the vaccine? For some individuals, it will. Some some individuals have been waiting till it was uh, approved rather than authorized. Um, I think. Uh, UniPoint system leadership would have preferred that it was approved rather than just authorized, but the uh, Delta variant pushed up their schedule to getting uh, employees vaccinated uh, so we could care for patients. Uh, And so this was welcome news on Monday when this occurred and confirmed what we thought would happen, that it would be approved. Uh, But I I think for some people that would be a big, decisive in uh, pushing them towards receiving the vaccine. I get a Lot of questions uh, back to me uh, regarding uh, spreader events, particularly school starting and uh, and masking uh, here in Iowa. We do not have a mask mandate and I have to be honest, I really uh, think that that's reasonable. I think people should choose whether or not to wear a mask. Uh, I, I, I did in, the, in my in my soul. Motivation or support for that position is that people don't wear them correctly. If they warm correctly, uh, I would be more in favor. It. Since they don't, uh, it ends up being a uh, chin diaper and uh, could potentially be soiled and, and, and act as a nidus of infection in addition to what is in the air. However, that being said, uh, I would avoid areas, spaces that have poor ventilation. I think outdoor events, the risk of transmission is actually quite low. Um, I think closed quarters, public transportation, airplanes, uh, buses, uh, road tripping with your buddies, uh, that, that does present a risk for transmission. But not only Delta variant, but also influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus is going through the community, particularly hitting the pediatric population. Um, we've had very few pediatrics admitted to the hospital, too, actually, uh, for COVID, but to, the unit has been up to full. Uh, several days uh, secondary to respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, which actually presents more in September, so this is a little bit earlier. Let's hope that's not a reflection of what the influenza vaccination will do. I think my biggest recommendation is for people to get vaccinated. uh, That will prevent hospitalizations. The hospital won't be overwhelmed, but it is overwhelming to continue to care for patients that are unvaccinated, and that does Factor into diverting resources from our other service lines, which, as I've said on other podcasts and I've said in print and in interviews, that um, that we can divert those resources in, in a contingency plan. We can care for these patients that are admitted; that everyone will get a critical care bed if they need it. But that may be at the expense of delaying preventative routine care, which is I've said those those cancers and diabetes and and coronary artery disease and lung disease they 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 keep going. They don't suspend themselves. And that will only lead to an unhealthy future uh, disproportionately what we'd have if we continue to do those routine preventive cares. Thank you for listening to this COVID-19 update. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit unitypoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live well, Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers, about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.